Welcome to the podcast series, Redefined in Christ. Each episode explores what it means to live a life of freedom through what Christ accomplished on the cross. So let's listen in on what our host, Tim Atterbury, is teaching on today. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited about getting back at some foundational teachings of the Bible. There's nothing more important than when we talk about being born again. You must be born again. Born again is a term we have all heard if we're saved, or what we call saved. That's what most people refer to being born again as. So we're going to introduce this idea of being born again by Jesus, starting with the book of John. John 3.3 says, Jesus replied, I assure you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 1 Peter 1 and 3 says, Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ according to his great mercy. He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Truthfully, you don't find the term born again very often in the New Testament. Another term that Jesus used for it was being born of the Spirit. Paul doesn't directly use the term born again in his letters, but his discussions defining what Jesus accomplished on the cross and through his resurrection fit Peter's description in 1 Peter, leading us to the same process, being born again. Paul says it is the newness of life. He also says we became a new creature. And John uses this terminology in 1 John. He says, born of God. That's 1 John 5, 1. Some translations of born again use the phrase, born from above. So let's talk about being born again, because being born again is a pivotal experience in a person's life. First, the person realizes they're being controlled by the fallen nature of mankind, realizing they have a penalty of death over their heads, And that they may not only be disobedient, but deceived in knowing that Christ changed all of it on the cross. They realize that Jesus died, taking away the penalty of sin, and rose to free them from sin, bringing liberty where there is once bondage. And if they accept that message in faith, the experience of new life in Christ miraculously takes place. This puts the person in right standing with God, justified before Him, and free from the sin that was taken away when Jesus proclaimed, It is finished. Now that may sound like a lot, but it happens to a person when they realize their need for a Savior to escape the fear and destruction in their lives. The overwhelming feeling of helplessness surrenders them to receive the overwhelming grace of God through faith. And what a beautiful picture that is. This is not how it always looks, but usually comes with much emotion. Some who are more logical may accept it as true and believe it and repent and change ways. But there is a time, always a time, when the heart is touched and the passion for God is made clear. The individual will make everyone else, I'm sorry, (laughs) the individual will like everyone else, Feel the power of the resurrection and feel the power of life flowing through them and into the world around them. We all may experience new birth a little differently, but it is always unforgettable. It changes who we are. You've seen the person. 
You've seen the person that gets saved. You were one of them. When you get up from that altar after being born again, it's like the whole world's changed. You feel lighter. You're happier. Everybody's your friend. At least for that day. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But being born again, according to Jesus, is synonymous with having our spiritual eyes opened or having a revelation of the truth. We spiritualize it because it is a spiritual action. However, for some reason, we want to separate the idea of our spirit from our mind when they are intertwined. Having the right mindset, as Paul puts it, the mindset of Christ, or being spiritually minded is important to our faith and to being born again. You may not realize it, but the word used for repentance in the Greek, it means transformation of the mind or mind shift. You can ter interpret it as being born from above. All of these terms, though, are pointing to something that changes a person. A revelation takes place in the mind and the spirit of a person. It begins with repenting. In the Greek, this word repent is metanoia. If you look at the Greek word metanoia, you see it is a transformative change of heart, especially a spiritual conversion. When it comes to the ideas of repudiation, change of mind, repentance, and atonement, this is what the word means. The best translation found is more of one word is conversion or one word of reformation. When we see the term repent in the New Testament, it means to realize things from a new perspective, a spiritual perspective, as many would say, looking at things through the eyes of Jesus. So metanoia, repentance, is really converting or changing, transforming from one reality to another reality. In other words, we've repented of our past, of our wrongs, of our sins, however we view it, through our sins, through the, the transgressions of the law, through living in darkness, however we want to interpret that in our minds, that is, is how the Bible describes the horrible life we live before being born again. When we're born again, our transference of our mind is to the mind of Christ. And we look at everything differently, and we live a different life. We repent, we turn from our ways, which technically is part of the same word, metanoia, turning from your ways. But it refers to the actual, actual change that comes upon us, metanoia. We begin to think differently by choice. We turn from our carnal thinking and begin to see things from a different perspective, a different way. Now, you'll hear most people talk about uh, those things, what those ways we turn from in form of bad behavior or bad actions. But really, it all comes from bad thinking. Repentance is about a mindset. And a new passion, or you could say a new heart. This changed reality of no longer being in Adam, but being in Christ, will allow faith to increase and detach you more and more from the things that do not glorify God in your life. Repentance is part, repentance is part of a whole process of being born again. We're talking about being born anew. The word, word phrase born again in the Greek also can be translated born from above. When Jesus is speaking in John 3, 5, he mentions born of water, which is about being born in, uh, as a human in nature. We're born that way, out of the womb, and of the Spirit. has to be both things in order to be born again. I believe this is clear reference to that birth, natural birth and then a spiritual birth in us, although some use these scriptures to try to explain the need for baptism for salvation. 
I do not find that as a doctrine in the scriptures. Jesus is not referring to water baptism here. It's not mentioned by name. He's talking about being born of it in a natural way, in a spiritual way. He says right after that, that is born in nature, natural is natural. That's, that's born spiritual is spiritual. Or born of spirit is spirit. So, the conclusion would be that we must be born of a new spirit, which comes from the Holy Spirit, to renovate our minds and to think from spiritually minded perspectives. God does this part of it. It changes us, but we also participate. Because grace is God's work, but faith is accepting God's work. And that's something we have to do. These are both necessary for a new birth. Repent and be converted, as it says in Acts 3, 19, 26. This was Peter's message to those inquiring about the change that had come up on the people in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit came like flames of fire and set upon each of them. In the Greek, he said, repent, return, be converted. So there's an action on God's part and the action of surrender to the truth of God's grace on our part. To me, when studying the word used for repent or be converted, they both have the aspect of return built into them. So when I'm looking at it, I think about that returning. What does that returning mean? Well, it, it's returning to the state that God intended to us for us to be in before the fall of man, which was holy, sanctified, set apart, free from sin, and a living spirit. When you're born again, and when you repent of your sins and turn from them, your viewpoint changes, your perspective changes. You say things from a different angle. You once saw yourself as human being having a spiritual experience. Now you see yourself as spiritual being having a human experience. Your mindset is different once you have seen the kingdom of God. So this is how we start walking in a revelation of realizing who God is. It's through our experience with grace and through faith. These are both dependent on God. Faith is something that develops in us as we see more and more clearly who God is and what He really has done for us through Jesus. So when we accept the truth and begin to follow Christ, we will experience a change of thinking. You see, this happens in every born-again believer. Unfortunately, as we, meaning other Christians, get involved with their training, we often substitute rules and regulations in the forms of helps but often redirect them in the leading of, from the leading of the Spirit, even if it's by accident. Often we see these born-again believers lose their inspiration. They yield their will to God at first, and then it's yielded to us. And They follow the leading of the Spirit, but then they trade it in for the logical, religious, sometimes doctrinal doctrines of men, and watch them, we watch them slowly swap their joy in the spirit for obedience to pastors, leaders, teachers, families, friends. This is unfortunate because their salvation brought them freedom from old attachment, not just old friends, but from old laws and that only reveal sin and give sin power. We have been freed from these notions of doing the right thing. Their life is from God and they can rest in their justification and work at believing what happened on the cross of Christ was enough and learn how to love by the power of the resurrection in them don't you wish you'd been left free in your salvation and not again yoked to bondage most of us has felt the grip of rules and regulations that can cannot save and can often hinder it's not that they're all bad many are good helpful even needed but none can save so what does this changed thinking or new mindset look like 
Well, as a newborn Christian, or we should say a newborn spiritual creature, we embrace the work of Calvary. We believe Jesus died. But more than that, the born-again person believes that Jesus died and rose again and in the process justified them, taking away their sins, setting them free from sin, and awaking them to eternal life. You see, because we believe it in their minds and embrace it with our spirits, trusting God, it becomes a reality in our lives. This mind shift, this turning from one mindset to another, that's what's called being born again. And because we are embracing what God did, we walk in absolute truth that we have been freed from sin and live an eternal life in Christ. It's a regeneration of our spirit. So this regeneration from the Holy Spirit is talked about throughout the New Testament. We teach it in churches all over the world, but for some reason we leave this truth and trade it for a lie. How does that happen? I believe it's from a poor understanding of the gospel. The gospel is good news. It's the good news of grace toward us through Jesus Christ. When we clearly see what took place on the cross, we will realize that all the work was done. There is no more trying to live right, changing behaviors, no rules to learn. There is now just leading of the Holy Spirit into this new reality where sin has been eradicated from our hearts and, and continually surrendering to God's love, and it frees us from the bondage of fear which comes from death. The only laws or principles that in this reality is living out the love of God, resting in His peace, living in His liberty, and obeying the guidance of the Holy Spirit. James calls this the perfect law of liberty. In James 1.25 he says, But the one who looks intently into the law, perfect law of freedom, and preserves it, and is not forgetful here, but does the good work, this person will be blessed in what he does. Here James is talking about doing good works. But what are those good works? It is the good works that come from not just hearing God's word, but acting on it. This is made clear if you look at the whole chapter. But, but what word is he referring to when he says God's word? He says it's God's word that is implanted in us by the Holy Spirit. Read the preceding verses in the first chapter of James and you'll see it's made very clear. We look intently into the law, perfect law of liberty, of freedom by the Holy Spirit. We are new creatures, living spiritual creatures. Remember Jesus said in John 3, 3, I assure you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. He later states the difference between being born of the flesh and born of the Spirit. Then in verse 8, he says that we were, in verse 8, he says we're born of the Spirit. Peter digs into this subject and says, Praise God in 1 Peter 1.3. The Father and Lord Jesus Christ, according to His great mercy, has given us what? New birth. And then in verse 23, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable seed. And Jesus told the guy in John 3.3, I assure you, unless you're born again. So we must be born again. Born again, according to Jesus, is synonymous with having our spiritual eyes opened or having a revelation of the truth. We spiritualize it because it is a spiritual action. So, having this right mindset, as Paul says, put on the mindset of Christ or being spiritually minded is important to our faith 
and to being born again. This is a transformation of the mind or mind shift. You can interpret it as being born from above. All these terms through, throughout this discussion are pointing to the same thing, the change that happens in a person, a transformation that happens when we embrace what happened at Calvary. A re revelation takes place in the mind and spirit of a person. So we have to we have to understand that that our being born again is is the beginning. We we put a big focus on being born again. Of course this is true. This is our change. However, to stop there we ignore what happens at this new birth. Because we're born of the spirit. His spirit brings our spirit to life eternally. Our mind is sacrificed or separated from the control of sinful nature. And we are put in right standing with God. We are regenerated, free from sin's control. Any behaviors that stem from the natural mind or carnal mindset are subjected to the will of God. The Holy Spirit will lead us into a revelation of life, of God's love, and away from the fear and death. Our spirit is set free. Any sin produced in the carnal mind can now be subdued. So when I say, or use the term sin-free, I think about it a little different than some people. I'm referring to living with the understanding that Christ took it away. How much faith we have in the work of the cross will make the difference in how we view sin. It's surprising how most references I hear to sin are about the trans transgression of the law. This isn't the common use for sin in the New Testament. The interpretation would be missing the mark. That is not realizing what took place on the cross for us and how Jesus freed us from sin and sinful nature. But we'll talk about that in an upcoming podcast on sin. You'll enjoy that one. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Any behavior that stems from the natural mind or carnal mindset are subjected to the will of God. The Holy Spirit will lead us into revelation. Our spirits are set free. Look, how do we subdue the sin, the carnal mind, and the carnal mind? Well, it was subdued by the cross. So we just, by our understanding of what took place on the cross, we live a different life. Think for a moment. Adam transgressed or sinned against God. How? By disobeying his rules. To not touch the eat, to not touch the fruit or eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. After that point, mankind was not given a rule to abide by until the law of Moses. Up until that point, death ruled as a result of Adam's sin. But to transgress the law requires a law. Under Moses, they had that law, but when Jesus came, he took care of the law by completing it as an ultimate sin sacrifice. This action of life, death, resurrection of Jesus fulfilled the law. Therefore, removing all transgressions. Because there's no longer a law, as in the Mosaic law, or rules to follow, we are freed from sin. We are freed from the transgression of the law. He overcame the curse of death by taking the, taking its hands off of us through the cross as well. So death came by sin. So when the sin was released, so was the death. So how we live in God's grace depends on our faith in what took place on the cross. If we transgress a law against of God now, if it's possible to transgress a law, the only laws we have is the law of love. 
So we're living in the love of God. If we're not, we're living in darkness and unbelief. So unbelief would be our sin. So this is why it's missing the mark because sin is really just not seeing what happened on the cross and living in that faith. Being born again is to live free from sin. It was taken away from the world. Living free of the old man, the old sinful nature, who died when you were resurrected with Christ. That's right, the conclusion is we all died in Christ and the cross and we all live in Him through faith. If we can only have the faith to believe it. We all died in Adam and we all live in Christ through His resurrection. This is a living, born-again life to its fullest. The truth setting you free. The perfect law of God for us is the liberation from sin and death. Anytime we fall into sin, anytime we allow sinful nature to rise in us, is the time that we have faltered in faith. It is, it is the weak in faith that need help in seeing their freedom from sin. It is the strong in faith who walk free of sin. It is all about knowing your position. Know, it's knowing your mind is being renovated by faith and by grace of God. The question is, what lies are you still listening to? Will you continue to struggle daily with condemnation and fear, bringing with it deception, sin, and ultimate death, or will you believe that Jesus took your sins away? The term sin is a verb and a noun. We talk about the sin, usually referring to the fall in nature that brought about death, actually the sin of Adam. When we refer to sins, it's a reference to transgressing laws of God. There were 600 and, I think 614 of these laws in the Old Testament that they had to follow and they would transgress the law. They had to sacrifice. Jesus was the final sacrifice. So no one, there's no longer an old law. There's no longer a law of Moses to abide by. So there is no longer transgression of that law. So it can, there's no longer sin in the world because of that. Jesus took it away. I know that's complex so we'll be talking about sin again like I said in a future podcast but both death and sin were taken care of on the cross I suppose this could be more informational new new informational news for some people in the system of Christianity that keeps telling us we sin every day I suppose religion fights against faith more than we could ever know if you if you are constantly battling with sin in your life then I can only say change your perception and realize your position in Christ Follow the Holy Spirit who has set you free from sin and death clearly by many scriptures I have used already in these podcasts. Will we die naturally? Well, people say we die. So yes, our physical bodies, I guess we could call it death, but that's not what Jesus calls it. Because our bodies will be glorified one day during the resurrection, and because of Christ, our spirits, souls, and bodies will all be resurrected to Him so generally, the New Testament doesn't refer to Christians or saints as being dead. It refers them to falling asleep because it's a temporary state of sleep and we wake up to a, a greater reality of the promises of God. Look at the language in Hebrews 9. The writer is telling us what happened to sin on the cross. But now he, speaking of Jesus, has appeared one time at the end of the ages for the removal of sin by the sacrifice of himself. He removed your sin. 1 Corinthians 15, 17, we could say Paul was being a little sarcastic. He was, saying, he was saying if things he teaches are not true, then the gospel is useless. So he says it this way, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You're still in your sins. Therefore, those who have fallen asleep in Christ 
have also perished. So if we reverse it to see what the truth is, he's saying Christ has been raised, your faith is valuable, and you are no longer in your sins. <laughs> Therefore, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have not perished. He does explain these things throughout all of his teachings. In verse 22 he says, For as in Adam all died, and so also in Christ all will be made alive. Notice it was the curse of death that was lifted by Christ. Here he doesn't speak of transgression of the law, that is the sin that was taken away. But that also he teaches in other places. But what we're left with without Christ is our enemy, the darkness that keeps us from, from living right, that tells us that we are in a fallen nature and that we're transgressing the laws of God. This was a real struggle and for me in the past, and I think for many people now, thinking you're continually can't live right because you're transgressing some kind of law from God. This was the situation with the Old Testament. And there was never a sacrifice good enough, no matter how many days it says in Hebrew. Every day in Hebrews it says every day the priest did that. But that's not the case anymore. Christ died once and for all. One sacrifice took care of it all. So, it's really a struggle against faith. Between faith and fear, I guess you would say. So if we live that life of faith, it'll help us overcome the fears. A life of faith is freedom. Why? Because it comes from love. I've said it in every podcast, and I'll say it at the end of this one. As you know, faith works through love. So, keep growing in the grace of God, and you will grow in faith. Come back next week, because we're going to be talking about the anatomy of sin. Thank you, and I hope that you consider your life and your situation, your position, and being born again, I think is most important to everything. So live that life. Live the life free in the liberty from sin. And I'm, I apologize so much. My live podcast, I mean, I'm out here, they're, they're unedited, and it's complicated, I read things for transcript purposes, and I've got mowers going in the background today. It's been a little distracting, but I hope you get the message, and we'll catch up next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to tell your friends that they can find it on most major distributions. Just search Tim Atterbury or the title, Redefined in Christ. You can learn more about Tim, his mission work in Honduras, and transcripts of these podcasts at www.timatterberry.website. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, faith works through love.